off the ball. Anthony, Anthony and Anthony. That would be the front three for Manchester United. Martial, Alanga and Anthony. I've laughed or socked off. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. And you're welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you three to five. This is Football Saturday with Dan McDonnell of the Irish Independent, Johnny Ward, the broadcaster and journalist in studio with me, and Mark Lawrenson, the former Republic of Ireland international European Cup winner, five time league winner with Liverpool on the line as well. Remember our coverage on Off the Ball brought to you by Sky. Watch every live Premier League game this season on Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports. You can text us 53106, tweet us at Off the Ball. You can listen on News Talk on your radio and also watch us on the digital and social channels for Periscope and Twitter at Off the Ball, YouTube, Facebook and on the OTB Sports app. Uh, Laro, uh, good afternoon. Very entertaining goal to straw on the Merseyside derby there. Yeah, unusual, isn't it, to be entertaining for a nil-nil. So, um, and I think, you know, a better point for Everton certainly than Liverpool. But, yeah, it was, it, it was good. It was good to watch. So, um, you know, a little bit of goal mouth action, etc. And um, still stuttering a little bit, Liverpool, in terms of the start. Of the start. But it's, it's, it's a good point for Everton. I mean, they fought really hard and... It was difficult to break down. And Pickford gets a lot of stick, but he was brilliant today. Yeah, yeah. He's been excellent. I mean, towards the end of the last season and then the start of this season, he's, he really has been tops. And I think from this point of view, it's good timing with the World Cup coming up, what, November? Um, I think he is England's number one. I don't see anybody d- disposing him in that, of him in that position, certainly. So you've got the ear to the ground on Merseyside there, Mark. Why are Liverpool not firing as well as they could be? Oh, um, a lot of risk injuries, obviously, John, is a, is a, is a major thing. Midfield um, would have needed players anyway without injuries. No Thiago. Um, but I think I think the problem's been that, you know, Klopp works his first team squad very, very hard for the season. Basically, that sort of three or four weeks is the prep for the following whatever many games, isn't it, 38. And... I don't think we've had much rest in between finishing last season. Obviously, played what the end of May for the, in terms of the Champions League, and they've come back early. And I, and I just think they've worked so hard that they're picking up all sorts of injuries, all sorts of strains, all sorts of things like that. Um, and it's and it's just not helped them. So they've looked they've looked sluggish, haven't they? I mean, take away the Bournemouth result, which obviously was an excellent result, but I mean Bournemouth are all over the place, even even against Newcastle. Uh, on Wednesday night, I was there at Anfield, and um, obviously they won, which was the main thing. But they're, they're a little bit away yet, and obviously you know, they're playing one or two of the younger players as well. And you don't get instantaneous performances generally from the younger players. But they miss Thiago like nobody else at the moment, because you know, especially in a game like today, to see that little opening and play the likes of Salah and Nunes and and all those Diaz and all those players through just really wasn't happening. Yeah, I think Laurel, like I think the last time you were on with us on the Saturday, it was after that game against, I think it was after the Fulham game. And I remember you saying at the time mm. that they'd arranged like that bounce game, that friendly against Villa on the Sunday. Like, was there even a sense like that they, they were a little bit fearful at the start of the season about sort of conditioning or where they were at? You know, was there a little apprehension uh, or has it still maybe surprised people that they've they've struggled a bit? I think I think it's just surprised people because I think I probably said to you as well that, you know, when you start the season, you think you're fit. Um, you think you've done everything in terms of for the whole squad, etc. But until you play teams, obviously from the league in the first five or six, you, d- you don't really know. Um, but they've, I think, in fitness terms now, they look they look like they're getting there. The problem is as well that um, that's a factor 
But I think, you know, um, the fullbacks have been stopped on a regular basis now, apart from Bournemouth. And it's been, I think the, the clubs who've played against us, they've kind of gone like, you know what, go, go sit on, on whether it's Robertson, obviously, Simicast, whatever, or um, Trent. Go and sit on them and say to them, come on then, come, come and beat us. And I think that's at the moment for the opposition. Excuse me, I think that's working. Uh, Newcastle did it and really should have got a point from that game. Um, they led to their own downfall, obviously, with all the time wasting. But I just think teams have worked out how to play against Liverpool at the moment. And I'll keep mentioning it, but without Thiago, they don't have that kind of surprise element in terms of the passes, um, you know, his range of passes, etc. The way he can pass, he sees things in games that um, mere mortals in that team don't see. And, and they're, you know, the two young lads obviously started today, but generally when everyone else has played... It's, it's just been pretty medium, if that's a, a decent dis- description. And they're going, yeah, they work hard. You know, your Milners and your Hendersons, all those kind of players really, really work hard. But they haven't got that ability to pick a pass, pick out a you know, 25-yard, 30-yard pass into somebody's feet or into somebody running onto it. And I think that's the major problem at the moment. In terms of like the forward options, I, I didn't see all of the game today. What was the verdict on Nunes today? Because obviously there was a feeling he might give them something, a different type of threat, but I don't know what yeah. was the feeling. Well, he had, he had a you know, couple of headers, etc. And, and he shot, at which, which Pickford saved brilliantly. Service wasn't great, it, but it was the typical 100 mile an hour derby anyway. Um, but... I actually thought he'd start with Firmino today. I, re- I really seriously did because of the way that Firmino was was in the last couple of games. Um, and I didn't think Nunes would have started. He's a really good player. He's going to get there. But um, he's, had a str- he's had a strange start, hasn't he? He came on against what? Came on against Fulham and scored. Um, and then got sent off as well, obviously, the next game. So he's then missed three. And now he's come back. So... It would be fair to say that his start has been somewhat stifled, but he can you can see he can play. I don't think there's any doubt on that. But uh, service, service, that. service, isn't it though? Service. Yeah, of course it is. Absolutely, totally is, John. It's that and it's that whole midfield area, and I think obviously you know Klopp realizes that. But at, but at the moment, and you know the fact, the statement that he's played um, Carvalho and uh, Harvey as well is Harvey Elliott is is like in, in the derby. Against Everton, it's obviously he's sort of saying, "Well, they've got the cojones to play, but you know, you need you need to play uh, played 150 games to play in these games and know exactly what's happening because it's it's just so everything passes by so quickly and the game just whizzes past you and uh, with as much ability as they've got, there's absolutely no chance that you can get hold of the ball and get your head up because Derby's renowned for the fact that that's exactly the opposite to what happens." Yeah, Arthur obviously has been brought in now, hasn't he, as, as a kind of a, a midfield option. Uh, it's mm. just a case, though, that Milner, Henderson, these these players are maybe, there needs to be a freshness there in the Liverpool team. Like, Elliot has been one of the best players in the Liverpool team the last few weeks. And yeah. maybe they just need, a, they, they're a team that I think a lot of people are feeling are a little bit stale. Yeah, no, I would, I would, I would uh, accede to that most definitely. Um, and, you know, the, the Milners and the Hendersons are just the real top pros. But how, how many times do you see a Henderson through ball, you know, open up defense, defenses? 
certainly not Milner. Um, he, he wouldn't be of that stature now because obviously his age, etc. And that's there's just been a bit of a, I would say, much of a muchness. And there is no, I hate to use the word when everybody else uses it, there's no X factor about their midfield. You don't kind of think that, you know, somebody's going to get on the ball and do something a little bit different. And at the moment, it's all very, very obvious. And as I said, the way that teams are playing against them and, and stopping the fullbacks. I mean, if you, I don't know the stats, but the number of number of chances and, and goals made by the two fullbacks, the regular two fullbacks in the last few years, has just been absolutely phenomenal. And all of a sudden, now when you don't get that, they're just starting to look a bit ordinary. Johnny, you've been uh, posting on social media your Liverpool memorabilia this week. <clears throat> I have, yeah. Show it the second half of the show. They've come a long way since those days, JD, in um, the mid '90s. Um, yeah, so I, I went. I was home this week, and uh, well, with Dan um, reaching the '40s this week, I just thought I'd throw. Congratulations, it Dan! Thank you. Uh, happy birthday, to Dan! That was, yeah. really, that was a really no coming back from that. That no was a really back. that was a really un sort of necessary distraction that nothing to do with your point. Really. <laughs> kind of reminds me of uh, <laughs> the, the Nana and the royal family at the wedding when she goes, you know, the granddaughter's getting married and she's like this is the happiest day of your life it's all downhill from here um, so hopefully uh, it gets better but no um, so I'll, the second half of the show da- uh, JD will show a few of the um, the old items I picked up when I was a kid um, from Ireland games and I think you have a couple of programmes yourself um, just on Liverpool I think Liverpool are now in the realms of the Champions League is kind of going to be their main priority this season and finishing in the top four because like the title is they're just conceding far too many points. If they hadn't beaten Newcastle, um, the only win they would have had was against Bournemouth. And they have a lot of problems in the team at the moment. I, I think the the Van Dijk kind of invincibility is gone at this stage. He's definitely not playing as well as he was. He was kind of lucky not to get sent off today, I think. you know, he's They look vulnerable when they lose possession. Um, Everton had that memorable chance from a corner in the second half where they totally overrun. Obviously, a Liverpool midfielder with two young players. They've a lot of players ready to score goals, but Salah had four shots on target all season going into today, um, so he hasn't really uh, hit the notes yet, and they're dropping too many points. It's it's, it feels like Liverpool are suddenly in transition um, and I think this season's going to be interesting I think City will walk the league at this stage but there probably isn't an awful lot between the rest and Everton deserve credit as well I was critical of Everton having watched them earlier this season I've actually seen nearly more of Everton than any other team because I saw them against Leeds the other night JD and uh, Lampard had them very well set up they, they had a great attitude two of the top three players today the two top players today who for yards run were Everton players um, they seem to have um, a bit of bite about them they Gordon need a striker Mo Payne is an absolute sitter absolute sitter but um, mm. one one byproduct of all, all of this from Everton I don't know what's going to happen with Gordon and you know they, they, he's not, well he's not leaving obviously until January at least yeah so. um, I think he I'm not sure how it's, it's a nice story that he's playing for Everton his local club and all that I'm not sure how long he's going to be there but for Seamus Coleman I don't see him getting into that team no, Patterson played well today he was really good yeah. against Leeds he's a young player um, he, he, he looks like a player that could develop into a very good attacking player as well because he's got a great chance against Leeds and he was involved today as well I don't know what you made of him Laura but he, he looks like a player that Everton fans are going to fall in love with yeah no um, he's got a calmness about him as well but he was aware today that you know playing up against the likes of Salah and, and, and Diaz and those guys it was all about his defensive part of the game which is, is good but no he, he, pick, he picks a pass out and he gets his head up so yeah I think he, it looks like he's going to be a good purchase for Everton certainly 
Fox 3106 Mapool fan getting worried that not only is the league gone, but we might not even make the top four at this race, says Brian. And high lads looking like Frank Lampard is making real progress with Everton and Liverpool, on the other hand, not at the same level as the last few seasons. Great result for Celtic, 4 0 win over Rangers, but they might struggle to hold on to their manager, says Sean. I wouldn't I wouldn't completely laugh it off, Laurel, because um like Liverpool should obviously make the top four, but if you look at their games in isolation, I, I came in after the Fulham game and I said Liverpool are miles off it, but that was the first game. You look after yeah. what, five games now against Newcastle, I thought thought they barely deserved to win the game against Man United they didn't deserve to get anything out of yeah. the game today was probably a fair result against Everton against Fulham probably a fair result so you, you kind of start slightly worrying maybe yeah a little bit uh, I don't miss any doubt about that whatsoever so and I'm obviously banging on about Thiago coming back but um, he's he's not gonna he's not gonna sort out all the problems at the moment and I, I just do think there's been a hangover from you know from the 28th from from the um, Real Madrid Champions League final, and they just they looked a little bit kind of undercooked. Um, and as I say, that you know the teams are now saying, well, you know this is what we do: we we, we play two guys wide, make it really really difficult, sit in, and um, just to go go on there, try and try and beat us. And I mean, Everton was set up defensively. I think Everton will be fine this season because. I think defensively, they're not going to concede too many get many goals. And if Calvert-Lewin gets fit and when he gets fit and he's back and he's playing and scoring, um, they'll be halfway up the league most definitely. But yeah, it's we know it's early doors, but I'm, I'm with you. I think there's, there's an element of truth as well, JD, to what Laura was saying about teams figuring Liverpool out because the stats against Man United possession-wise, the stats uh, against... Today, New- possession, they sta- most possession The stats today. The Newcastle, against Newcastle, the stats today, they are sort of dominating the ball, but you're not coming away from the game feeling, um, no, Liverpool should have won that game. So there are positives in terms of they're still controlling games, but they... But that whirlwind intensity, that and that's made it really a home yeah. game. At their peak, they weren't they weren't necessarily dominating no. games. That was the thing. They were like this, <clears throat> you know, at times, it was people went through that phase of possession is everything to know it's like counter-attacking and brilliant counter-attacking is everything and yeah it's true like this is but this is why it's so hard to maintain it at the top team like to almost sort of manage a dynasty over a period of time like you have to invent and reinvent yourself you know several times to to avoid being caught out and that's probably why Mane goes and that's why they you, you try and do things to sort of you know, it's just to keep the wheel turning a bit, but you, you'll eventually hit a point where teams, yeah, they they find a way to stop you. But, but you sort of associate Liverpool again with, like, I mean, they've faced that before. You know, they face teams letting them have it before and they just have this incredible intensity they operate that they just kill teams and it wears them down. When they don't have that at the moment, when they're not 100% at it physically, they they can't they can't be their true selves. And that's, that's clearly what's evident. What's the vibe around Klopp's mood uh down on Merseyside way, Laro, is he cutting a frustrated figure? Um, I th- yeah, a little bit, a, a, a little bit. But um, look, you know, he's, he's had this before, hasn't he? In his uh, in his managerial years, where you know he's had really, really good years consecutively, and then he has a little bit of a year where it's not quite the same, and it and it drops off. So we hope that's not the way. But at the moment, it's looking a little bit like that. And there is a transition, you know. I mean, brave decision to pick the two young lads today. Yeah, they've got loads of ability, but to really influence um, a derby match away from home, especially at Goodison, is is a big, big ask. And um, I think the Firmino call, Laura, I think you're right. Though. I think the Firmino call was nearly more of a gamble because of his ability to just unlock a defence, which Liverpool just didn't really have. 
Now, I, well, I couldn't. I, I didn't understand why he wasn't. Why he didn't start? Um, because he's he's been excellent when he started, and he's different. He's different from anything else that they've got, and you know would have got into little pockets maybe that where Everton couldn't really pick him up, um, and. He plays with his head up all the time. He's, he's more than happy to play players in rather than try and go for goal himself. And I just, I think that was a little bit of a mistake today. I was just, I was really, really surprised that Nunes started. I just thought they'd leave him on the bench, see how it goes, and then chuck him on later in the game. But I think Klopp was a little bit with him, thinking you got sent off. It's going to be red hot derby. I'm going to chuck you in because I want to see how you actually perform under all this pressure. Um, but. You know, same thing. For, I mean, he doesn't even speak the language yet, so it obviously speaks the language of football. But um, and he didn't have too many chances at all. But they're just they're, they're, they're short. They're, they're short at the moment, and that's basically it. So um, looks the way that City are. That City will walk away with it, and, and that's a massively early statement of what was it sixth game, which is ridiculous. But the way they are. Um, but I do think Liverpool will still be on. The best of the rest, as it were. Five three one zero six. Trent has been found out in defence. Great going forward, though, says one of our texters. Another one. Did Didi Hammond's words at the end of the last season look prophetic? Now, when he said that Klopp would find it hard to lift that team again after getting so close to everything, but yet so far, says Niall in Dublin. We're watching the Spurs game against Fulham here. Goalless at the moment. Uh, it is Brentford nil, Leeds nil. Also goalless in all the other matches. Wesley Fofana making his Chelsea debut against West Ham. Newcastle against Crystal Palace. Uh, Nottingham Forest against Bournemouth and Wolves against Southampton. Manchester City kick off against Aston Villa at half five we do have to mention Celtic 4-0 winners over Rangers but obviously uh, we were all watching the Everton-Liverpool game but it just kind of feels a bit soulless to me lads I know they're playing Real Madrid that'll be great during the week in the um, in the Champions League but it's just a duopoly like it's like Alex Ferguson was the last manager outside of Celtic and Rangers to win the Scottish League 1985 yeah I mean and and obviously in that time um, you know Rangers have sort of died and, and come back to life and, and uh, you have to get the technicalities of that right or you get a load of text messages in and you spend the rest of your life dealing with it um, but like you, you I mean that was probably even more soulless you know I mean now there is a title race you know there has been title races in recent years and to be fair like if you describe that as soulless well then is the Bundesliga soulless you know yeah. is there what other leagues you know there's plenty of leagues around Europe that are soulless by that definition Um so like I I, un- I understand the point and it, and it sort of comes up again and again, but I don't know. Like I think it's probably in a better place now, uh, Scottish football than it has been in recent seasons. Notwithstanding the fact that like Celtic and Rangers' performances in Europe have like carried Scotland up into the top ten leagues in Europe. You know their ranking is fantastically good, and yet you see their other teams in Europe have um, have all lost their their ties so far. Like Hearts have got into the Conference League group stages by lo- by not winning a game, but effectively just because of Celtic. And Rangers, you know, so that is that is a problem. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I like I mean, Rangers were, were in the Europa League final last year. You know, the, the Celtic are in the Champions. Both are in them are in the Champions League this year. They're obviously playing at a good level. But I mean, I I, I don't know what's the solution. People talk every so often about oh, you know, let them into the English League or something like that. But I mean, that's 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 not. I mean, I can't see how that that's going to operate. Would it be good? Um, 
maybe it might be good but I mean I, just, I don't see it can happen I mean there's a small matter of an independence referendum coming in Scotland in a, the next period of time people talk about Swansea and Cardiff that's because there was no Welsh league until 1992 you know so you're talking about you know hopping across leagues if you start clubs hopping across leagues you have a European Super League well I mean there you go <laughs> like um, I mean you might you probably have one at the moment anyway with the, the figures yeah. of the spending with the, 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 the major leagues during the transfer window which is sort of terrifying the extent to which the Premier League is now so far ahead of everything else but I don't know like what what is a proposed solution if we think there is a problem to diagnose but I suppose the question is what is the attraction of watching Scottish football apart from watching the old firm games well, funny, glad you said that. Yeah, I, it's f- funny. Like, t- funny enough, and Tim Clancy spoke about this when he when he played over there. Like, the the Scottish media is like completely immersed in Scottish football, not just the old firm, and like the the attendances are really, really good. Ibs and Hearts games, for example, Ibs and Hearts, you know, like, would be, and it's yeah. strange to me that um, maybe Hearts look like that they might at one stage when they had that investment. It's, it's strange to me that somebody wouldn't get one of the uh, Edinburgh clubs to kind of get there. But um, we had this curious uh, situation today, JD, where there was an article in The Guardian, which was a thought-provoking article about the duopoly. And I think as Dan says, whatever, you know, the only thing worse than a duopoly is a monopoly. And at least there are two teams that in theory could win the league year in, year out. But the article in The Guardian, which was basically repeated in the Irish Times, and um, the Irish Times would use most of its... Um, British football coverage from British media, which is fair enough, basically mocking the fact that Motherwell were knocked out of the, uh, Europe by Sligo Rovers this year, who happened to be an Irish club. But that's how you know hurtful that seems to uh, Scottish football, that the minnows, as they were called in the Scottish press from Ireland, could beat Motherwell 3-0. And it's hard to get away from that. Like Sligo then went out and were absolutely battered um, by a team from Norway. Um, and that's, that's the levels you're at. And I don't really know what the answer is. I think... I don't. I don't agree with the fact that Scotland could just chuck two of its teams into uh, what's effectively, um, you know, a foreign league. Um, and I think the Scottish referendum. I think there's every chance that will pass. Um, but I, for me, I've never, never seen the attraction of it at all. To be honest. I don't know. Like you, you go, like I would have been there a bit with Irish players. Like as I said, as Johnny said, I mean it's it's sort of a thriving football culture in its own right. In the sense, like attendances are pretty good. They're the highest per capita attendances in Europe. Yes, there's no doubt that the Celtic and Rangers average attendances help that. But even still, you like as you said, like Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen, like you know who would have been the club you're referring to with yeah. the, the Alex Ferguson's time. Um, I mean, th- there's like, there's sort of powerful enough football institutions there, but. Again, like it's a bit like here we we not suffer, but the, like the proximity to England means you're 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 sort of everything is cast in that light. Like you you would see someone like Jamie McGrath, for example, like you know sort of a, a standing in the uh, you know in the Scottish top flight, you know, and he went down to Wigan in the third tier in England and and found it hard. And in reality, financially, like in a lot of cases, it will, you know players will will pick League One. You know, as we've had here about League of Ireland players, but players would pick like a League One thing over um, a Scottish top flight thing in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. unless it's Celtic and Rangers. But I, I don't know. Like, I don't. I feel like it's one of these things that people will debate every so often, and people will say, "What do we do about this?" And it just it just goes away. A circular argument. It just goes away. Go on. Yeah. yeah. Do you think if Celtic and Rangers were in the Premier League, that it would improve? The Premier League. I think it would improve from a branding perspective. Yeah, I think you know, uh, with like a lot, so many Irish Celtic fans would be loving to go over to Liverpool or Manchester or London every every second week. 
I'd be more yeah. interested in what would it do for Scotland if the two of them left and what sort of league would you have then would, would fans of Motherwell Celtic and Rangers still massive clubs you know massive oh they clubs. are yeah, they huge are. but they're not see, the thing is it's so hypothetical like, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's no way that the Premier League club is going to go oh, let's have 22 in it or let's uh, even better like, why, don't, why don't us turkeys vote for this Christmas here and, why do we uh, have to bring reality into the situation okay, the oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> okay well even in the hypothetical but uh, are they like they're, they're obviously huge clubs but does the Premier League even need that branding boost if you know no. I mean, no, absolutely no. not. No, 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 no. Do you know, like Nottingham Forest coming back is amazing because, like, that's a you know huge fan base and stuff. There's loads of clubs in the Championship, you know, who would enhance the Premier League by being yeah. in it. It's not as if they're not as if people sit around and talk about the Premier League and say, "I feel like the Premier League is really missing." Some some big clubs, Do you know, like it's not it's yeah. not it's not yeah. a discussion well, that, that that people would have. Yeah, isn't all they sit around talk? We all do it as well on long trips and go. Well, you know, what what would your ideal twenty be in the Premier League? Well, it won't include Fulham, would it? It won't include mm, Bournemouth no. and the likes likes of that. So, in terms of Celtic and Rangers, I think that, I think as well they would struggle anyway. Which is, I would say, it's hypothetical, but. That it wouldn't improve the league for me at all. It, it, it does feel to me there was that great um, clip in Succession, which must be the most depressing series ever. I've never um, seen it, by the way. Oh man, brilliant, John! You got to watch it. Absolutely top class. It's top right. class. Yeah. It's like you literally. So if you have twenty characters, none of them, none of them likable. Like there's not one likable person in the whole series. Yet it's so that's it's, subjective, Johnny. Subjective. It, it, well, I think, I think even Laurel agreed with me on that. I mean, Laurel, did you like any of them? Some of them were good looking. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I love in there. Greg. Greg. Greg was a great character, but again, he was repulsive. I mean, he just was out for himself and like just kind no, of... No spoilers, Johnny. No spoilers, please. We, we, no spoilers. Yeah, Greg, Greg is a joke of a character. Anyway, there was that great <laughs> scene where the, the, the patriarch of the family... Um, is that his, your guy Brian, what's his name? The yeah, actor. Scottish guy, yeah. Yeah, acted yeah. in um, a film about uh, The Troubles actually years ago. That was the first time I came across him. Uh, anyway, um, he's basically, one of his subordinates, I forget, wants to buy him a football club and they mix up that he's a Hearts fan instead of a Hibs fan. Yeah. And it's like, that's how kind of, the, that's where Scottish football is, apart from the big uh, two. Uh, but it, it, it has always surprised me that someone with a lot of money couldn't get Hibs or Hearts to at least give it a go for a year or two. Like, you look at Ludogrets, how they've just exploded from all the money that they got in Bulgaria, but I don't know. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, that was an unusual tangent. The, but the Hibs Hearts thing with what me was, was, that was more, <laughs> the Hibs Hearts thing to me didn't sound about Scottish football. It was more like, this is probably how some American people have bought Premier League. Absolutely. Clubs. Oh, Hibs, that no, was, Hearts. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, begins with like, H. American yeah. Investment in, in football in Europe, and mm. we've seen it closer to home here as well too. Mm. You kind of wonder the extent to which you know due diligence and discussions actually. We never spoke about succession. Like we, we spend so much time together, and we we don't know much about each other at all. Something we actually have in common that we watch yeah. it. And you're also turning forty uh, in a month or two as well. Yeah. There's, there's been a very significant <laughs> goal in the championship today, and Laura will know the significance of this because Preston have actually conceded a goal, which is. I'm going to say they scored. See, see, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, but that's the first goal they've conceded this season like Preston have played seven league games prior to today five of them finished nil all and they won the other two one nil and they've had this really weird season uh, that was sort of like how far could you go with that but it hasn't gone that, that far because they've conceded against Birmingham today it's the first goal eight games in though it's sort That's of mad, mad. Maxime Collin yeah has good scored. old Maxime yeah uh, it is uh, Norwich won Coventry nil so Omar Vamadele scored during the week 
Mm-hmm. Uh, t- Taimo Puki has scored now for an hour. They're like, doing what they always do, <laughs> flying high at the top of the championship. Rotherham won, Watford nil as well in the championship. Wow. Uh, and we also have Swansea won QPR nil. So uh, these are scores coming in from the championship. Uh, we also have Blackburn nil versus City nil, Luton nil, Wigan nil, uh, Millwall nil, Cardiff nil in those uh, games also in the championship no goals so far in the three o'clock games in the Premier League uh, Brentford leads Chelsea West Ham Fofana making his debut today Newcastle against Crystal Palace Nottingham Forest against Bournemouth Tottenham against Fulham and Wolves versus Southampton Aston Villa play Manchester City at half past five where do you begin Mark on Erling Haaland like this guy is unplayable you were one of the top centre halves in English football how do you mark how do you stop Erling Haaland well you need to stop De Bruyne first mm. um, so He's been brilliant, and he just re- really, really explosive. Can't speak highly enough about him. We did worry, uh, wonder that you know if he would have enough space in which to score his goals. But as we've seen, his his, his movement. I think his movement is the most impressive thing. Yes, yes, obviously the goal scoring, but his movement of knowing where to where to move, when to move, how quickly to move has, has been excellent. And um, I mean, they just look fabulous at the moment, do they? Manchester City and. Um, I wouldn't give him the wouldn't give him the championship yet, but they won't be far off if, if he stays fit, will they? I can't. Qu- I can quite visualise uh, Lauro involved in the battle with Haaland because I saw footage of you playing for Ireland against Spain in Lansdowne Road in a 1984 qualifier today, Lauro. I think throwing your hands in the air after concession of a goal. Oh, I don't know. Mm. News, Do you remember news that? To me. You mean I, I was guilty? Well, you were kind of like, ah, what, what was this like? You know, was, uh, this lad at the edge of the box, too much space for me. All right, all right, well, I'll take that one. Do you remember that Spain 83, give or take? No. I can't remember yesterday. I'm going to mention, remember, remember 83. Uh, but Mark, was, you, it a, was, it, was it a 3-3 thing? It was, it was one all, and after the goal that you conceded, I, I moved on to another page or whatever. But, um, yeah, I don't know what the I score think, was. I think it was Mick Martin's ball, Bungie. Right. We'll have to look well, it up. T- that's what I'm saying. If you've not seen the footage, I'm going, that, it was his fault. <laughs> you must have marked some great number nines, though, Laro. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean. And you the, remember? The, the thing, well, yeah. But the, the, thing, the, the thing about that generally is, and I, I don't mean this in a kind of mad way, is that we, we would be dominating games with Liverpool, wouldn't we? Um, you know, and generally the players you were playing against. Didn't have much of a kick of the ball, which was which which was always good, because we had such, such an outstanding team. Um, and you know, football was different because every team in the uh, football league that was then had just a great big centre forward who was more interested in knocking your block off than actually scoring. You felt at times. So um, no, and it's good. you could only play against the teams you played against. But with Ireland, was obviously was much more difficult because generally we, we were underdogs. But um, I think we, you know, even against like the, the French and the Dutch and... Did you play against Hullers Van Basten? Did you play against them in those qualifiers? No. Oh, no, I didn't. I played against Hullet. Uh, that I do remember. I don't remember playing against Van Basten. Um, in fact, Hullet, we played... Um, we played them at home, and he played. He played. He played as a sweeper in the first half, and moved him up into, into midfield in the second half, and he, he completely de- destroyed us. But we had some. We had some good results against Holland. Um, and everyone goes on about Jason's Jason McAteer's goal. I think I scored against him when we won two one in the in the qualifier at home, and then we got a late equaliser against them in in Amsterdam. Uh, I certainly recall. Um, 
But it's one of those, and it? it's, it's if you're playing against a team that are outstanding, have got the ball, and and obviously they're going, they're going to get their players in all the time. But the other thing for me, and I can only speak about myself personally. I mean, I never played at the back for Jack. I didn't play that many games anyway. But he, he'd always said to me that I was going to play in midfield for him, and I played quite a lot in midfield for throwing hands. And also, he had a spell playing right back. I seem to recall as well. Okay. Uh, Spurs just hit the poster. Son goal. It's a crossfire, Jiddy. It's been yeah. it woodwork, uh, woodwork mania so far in the Premier League today. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a brilliant, brilliant move. Harry Kane, instinctive ball, Son's in, should score, um, but hits the crossbar, and uh, yeah, it was a great chance. How many? How many is Haaland going to score? Can you make your prediction now? More than I think the record. Well, I think the forty-two game record is thirty-four goals. Obviously, the English league record because the football didn't start in nineteen ninety-two is, is sixty. Dean sixty. He's not going to get that many. I think he got forty. Think you got forty, but I think it's about fitness with him. Like he could end up with only twenty if he's not fit for two to three months. Mm. Uh, Brentford has scored by the way against Leeds one 0 Ivan Tony with the goal in London, and Nottingham Forest lead Bournemouth by a goal to nil. Uh, this goal scored by uh, Cheku Kuyate at the City Ground made a lot of signings in 21. the twenty-one. Twenty-one signings Forest made in the window. Twenty-one. How mad is that? It's incredible. I mean, I saw someone make the point like it's obviously a twenty-five-man Premier League squad, so I'm not sure if all twenty-one of them have gone into their squad. And I know they had a lot of loanees last year, but um, I mean, I know there'll be sort of people listening who are fond of Forest and stuff, but. I don't know, there's something a little bit charmless about that. You totally. Know, to make that, I mean, and, and clearly it's like, we have our chance in the Premier League, let's do whatever we can to stay here. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's sort of reflective of the modern Premier League in a way, the, their approach to it. It's you were part of our legendary uh, promotion push, all the best. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think he's, the man, the, the owner's gambling like mad, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, Absolutely, totally. It's just, a, it's, well, he's throwing the dice already. And I'd hate to think what would happen if they get relegated. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's bang on, to be honest. Yeah, uh, 53106. Uh, hi, lads. Uh, what's the interest in supporting an SPL team outside of Celtic or Rangers? How about years of tradition, family in the sense, community supporting the local team, says Brendan, painting my landing and loving the chat. Yeah, abso- absolutely. I suppose the... I suppose it would be from a, the perspective of looking at from afar from somebody in Ireland. I never really got like Scottish football never appealed to me full stop. But I, I've great time for the for the local supporters. But you see that in England as well, like unbelievable support for teams across four divisions, even in five divisions. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's always a logical thing to me to support a local team, absolutely. And I support a team who've never won anything, so I can relate to that. I just think there's a huge amount of Irish fans naturally will support Celtic, and that's why it's 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 relevant. It does have a history, in fairness. So the history is absolutely. And all the Irish players used to play for them: yeah. Mick McCarthy, Packy Bonner, Chris Morris back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. so a lot of lot of players would have grown up supporting Celtic, watching Celtic, are interested in Celtic, are invested in Celtic. That's why we're just asking the question. I, I you know, big, I'm a big Celtic head. Um, should Scottish football is it a better option? Maybe it's the only option, but it's just a shame that it's maybe not as competitive. Although Niall, listening from Sydney, has, has got in touch to say Shane Duffy signed for Celtic at a terrible time in the Scottish League shows how the league is more competitive than people think. Maybe that was more about Shane Duffy and Celtic not being the right fit for him at the time. Yeah, but Celtic's a, they're huge clubs, and they're also it's funny like um, you know uh, Laura spoke there about playing in a team that's dominant. Like sometimes players will go to Celtic and the way they play and and what's asked of them in games might be different to what's asked of them in England where maybe they're defending their box a lot and they you know they've different attributes that, that come to the fore so yeah but Duffy was also going through a pretty tough time and I think people will take isolated yeah. uh, instances to, to prove some theory they have I mean yeah, you can you can find others that go that, that, that prove something completely different. I don't think Duffy struggled because the, the level in Scotland was so high. I think it was more so what was happening to him at that time. 
City is is Haaland going to be the game changer then with the Champions League? Do you think is it too early to say, Laura? Because even though they've changed the style of play a bit, um, you'd worry for Grealish. I would have to say, uh, although I was reading today that Pep like likes aspects of the fact that he can slow down the play. Um, but yeah. the, 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 you know, Alvarez came in against Forest, hit the ground running, two goals. You know, yeah, we, no, we, I don't know. I don't know about him being the game changer. I think. I think. I think for me. The, the city's problem in the Champions League has been the manager. Um, as good a manager as he undoubtedly is, he's he just he just made some strange decisions, and he's made strange decisions in uh, really, really important games, as in as in the knockout games, etc. And um, obviously, he's got a belief about the way that he's playing. But well, you know, they should have beaten Madrid. Shouldn't they? Yeah. they it's, honestly, should absolutely have walked away from that game. Three, three goals to the good, um, and he made some strange changes towards the end. And I know people say, "Oh, Grealish had two great chances, etc." But, but you know, when you, you, when you you've come, you, you failed every year, and it is a failure for City, obviously, because of what they've got. But you failed every year to get at least to the final. But at some stage, you know, you, you get in a game against Real Madrid. And you think, right, we're, we're in the lead, two goals in the lead, whatever it is, we just make sure, whatever happens, we, we just see this out. And you may be a football manager who's a purist, and I get that, but for goodness sake, just get into the final. Um, he did the same thing, was it Leon a few years ago as well? Played a different system, which players haven't played in before. They hadn't even trained in Final against playing. Chelsea, didn't play a yeah. defensive midfielder. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't, you know, I don't... Yeah, maybe maybe it might be the difference, Harland, and the way he's going. He, he probably will be, but I, I think that I think that Pep's the problem um, when they get to the, get to those later stages. It's a loaded comments, um, but in fairness, like Pep was, I mean, in terms of his motivation and what you know keeps him so interested. I think uh, what what's key to Pep, as you referenced at the top, JD, is that he's always trying to innovate, um, and that could be an issue with Liverpool in that, like, maybe teams have picked them out a bit, where Man City, Man City look like they'll, if you score six goals this season, we'll score nine, like, that's the way I they're going to play. I haven't even seen Phillips yet this season. Yeah, and as well as that, he's going to be motivated and eaten alive by the fact that this this Champions League thing. Well, it's become an obsession. Come on. And like, I think it's become a negative obsession for him. They've got to win it this year. With the, with the state of football across Europe in general, Man City should just win it. Like, they can't, they're, they're, Johnny. It's a knockout competition. Yeah, I think this like, is the look thing. at the Real Madrid like, game. Know, You're like, how did this happen? That's, well, that's exactly and what And now they have Haaland. Nobody can be the... But like, the game changer, it's like, I just think, you know, a game changer because Spurs Spurs. have scored. Game changer for JD's mood. Pierre-Emile Hoybier, 1-0 against Fulham. A little more excitement in JD's voice for that update than other ones. But like a game Game changer is a game changer. He'll win you a league, but I just think like the city defeats, as Laura's mentioned, and the Champions League have been so mad in some respects. Have, yeah. that, like I don't think anyone like football isn't so predictable that someone is just going to be their game changer. And how many you know Ronaldo, Messi, you know terrific players, but they didn't they didn't dominate every final or semi final they were in either. You know, it's it's more about other factors as you said and, and it's a knockout competition so nothing is ever going to be guaranteed with it you have you have De Bruyne you have Haaland just don't screw it up and win the Champions League simples yeah okay absolutely gotta take a break 5-3-1-6 Mark Lawrence and Dan McDonald, Johnny Ward Football Saturday back after this
And welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you through to five. Speaking to Mark Lawrence and on the line, the former Republic of Ireland defender and Liverpool legend, uh, football correspondent of the Irish Independent, Dan McDonnell, and the broadcaster and journalist Johnny Ward. Remember, football and Off the Ball brought to you by Sky. Get all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports. You can text us 53106. Brentford have scored again 2 0 against Leeds now. Ivan Tony with a second goal. Goals between Chelsea and West Ham. Newcastle nil, Crystal Palace nil. Nottingham Forest won, Bournemouth nil as the latest uh, with uh, Sheikou Kuyat. Yate scoring for Forrest. Spurs won Fulham nil. Hoybier. Uh, Wolves nil. Southampton nil. Aston Villa Man City kicks off at half five in the championship. Blackburn nil. Bristol City won. Luton won Wigan nil as the latest. It is Millwall nil. Cardiff nil. Norwich won Coventry nil. Preston nil. Birmingham won. Rotherham won. Watford won. Watford have equalised. And Swansea won QPR nil. In Scotland earlier, Celtic thrashed Rangers 4 nil in the Old Firm Derby. Hibs won Kilmarnock nil as the latest score. Livingston won Hearts nil. Motherwell nil. Dundee United nil. Ross County and Aberdeen are goalless St Johnston won St Mirren nil it was goalless between Everton and Liverpool um, just looking at one of these random games on the um, on the map today uh, in England um, Fleetwood against Wickham and I I'm not sure there's any there may be a couple of Irish players playing but you look at the bench <laughs> So on one bench, Darrell Horgan's on the bench for Wickham, which is, I don't know, has he been injured? Is that a reflection of where he's, he's at the moment? In and out of the side, John, yeah. In and out of the side. And then on the other bench, Keen Hayes, who's an Irish international. Promise Omicher, he's obviously gone from Bowes. And Joe Garner, who uh, used to room with Jack Byrne. Like <laughs> All these connections to uh, Irish football and a uh, friend of the show, Jack Byrne. And maybe they'll... Fleetwood owners after buying Waterford as well. There you go. Um, just Hilly, to add so. into your very, very bizarre tangent you've just gone on there. It's, when you go to these lower league games, it's like the, the English, the Irish influence in England is still so profound Everywhere. across the map. Preston's a huge... Uh, yes. Yeah. Robbie Brady's there and Troy Paris. He's still uh, clued in at Preston, Mark? Yeah. Is Troy Paris, how's he doing? Um... Looks, it looks a league too high to be honest with you. Right, uh, that's not a, good. He's had a couple, of, he's had a couple of chances and stuff. It just, it just looks a little bit of a. a Have you seen him play high. much now? What? What? Have you seen him play a bit at, at Deepdale? Yeah, yeah. I've seen him play a couple of times. So um, look, it, it's it's new for him and it's a step up. And um, in all honesty, Preston do not create too many chances, John. I don't know if you saw the win at uh, at Coventry last week. They were they, they were battered. And obviously got away with it, but um, yeah, um, look, works hard. Um, but I don't, you know, I think tops tops championship is going to be where we'll finish up. That's a very interesting one now because I, 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 I be honest, I've said that to myself at times. Like, what is Troy Paris' level? Um, apparently, he's apart from not scoring his figures and his KPIs or whatever you want to say are good for Preston um, and he's you know when he's played with Omba Femi for Ireland he's looked very good but he doesn't have lightning pace Spurs obviously still believe in him to some extent I don't know the answer mm. no, well I think you know, the, the, the Premier League teams are clever aren't they give him a new contract and they know eventually they're, they're going to make some money out of him there's, there's no way he's going to be playing for Tottenham um, you know that's just two or three leagues too high. You know he's, de- he's a decent player and he's playing at a decent level, but I think I think that's where he'll end up. Lewis Sinistera score for the second game in a row for Leeds. They now trail Brentford by two goals to one. Nottingham Forest two, Bournemouth nil now. Well, in that game at the City Ground, uh, Brendan Johnson with a penalty for Forest, so uh, much needed scoreline for them. And Wolves have finally scored a goal. Wow! Um, Daniel Podence against Southampton one 0 lead at Molyneux. 
these matches coming up to half time. Uh, five three one and six. High lads, has Liverpool got no money to spend, or are they just not willing to spend it? I know they want value for money, and they're doing the Anfield Road stand. But if the team had to be properly refreshed in the summer, wouldn't they be in this position now? I, I definitely think Klopp needs to be called out on that because we're five games in and they're one hundred percent. They're done. What's it got to do with Klopp? It's not Fenway. No, but sorry, Klopp, but Klopp, Klopp doesn't rush into signings, but he's whatever club, whatever squad he's put together has not made anywhere near a good enough start, so the Liverpool are out of the title race after five games, so he, he's very, very, very kind of um, reserved and puts an awful lot of thought into making signings, and sometimes then you have an injury crisis and Liverpool just don't have the bodies to cope. He's been an amazing manager, but this is the first time where you're saying maybe there's a little bit of, OK, well, has Klopp made a few mistakes here with this? Um, I just think that, uh, you know, they, they, they've said to him that the money that they spent, that, that's it. I think the stand does have a big point, uh, a part to play as well. Um, sure, I mean, you know, you, you ask any manager at any level and they always say, I'm, I'm two I'm too players sure of having a, a really top team. I, d- I do think they've been really unlucky with the injuries, whether yeah. it's, you know, because of the, the, the shortness in between end of last season and the start of this season. Um, but... He's always been and he's, he's waited. I mean, he waited for Van Dyke, did he not? And he waited for the goalkeeper. Um, and that seemed to work in his favour. And it maybe it's just it's going to be a season where things go against him and probably we'll find out even more about him in, in that particular way. But there's no doubt he's got some outstanding players. But they just, they're just, as I say, they've been sluggish. And I think he's had five or six midfield players injured all at the same time, which I don't care who you are. If, even Manchester City, if that happens for them. Um, they're going to struggle a little bit and your man won't be scoring as many goals I wouldn't have thought. 5-3-1-6 Mark Lawrence and scored one of the best goals ever to secure a 2-1 win against Holland. A fabulous diving header. I think it was 1980 that the goal was scored in. Uh, it wasn't yesterday. Um, you know what? Yeah. John, I played in midfield that day and it was absolutely crap. <laughs> okay. And, right. And because I scored, I think Liam, it was Liam Brady's free kick came in and they all stopped the Dutch lot and I, I just dived in and edited it. And everybody everybody said I was brilliant, I was hopeless. I mean, it wasn't about, wasn't about goal, goal, to be fair, but I was hopeless. It just shows you, doesn't it, that people just because of one thing in a game, it's suddenly like, oh my God, did you see that? It was brilliant. And obviously I couldn't, I, I think I played with my boots tied together, to be honest with you. It's like the whole no pictures on the scorecard type of thing in golf, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know, yeah. you, you, no, you know, yeah. you got the birdie on the card, so that's all that mattered really, you know? Well, yeah. and the other thing, it was a massive scalp for us, wasn't it? Because it was because it was Holland. Well, so. they were in the World Cup final two years previously, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd love to tell you that was absolutely brilliant, but I would be lying. Were you happier scoring after a crap performance, or sort of like playing well but like not being remembered? Uh, you just want to play well, don't you? Yeah. I mean, that, that, the, the, the goal scoring thing is just just a bonus. I mean. It was like the one against Scotland as well, wasn't it? So, um, which obviously was quite a big goal as far as the country were concerned. But um, it's it's always nice to score, but it wasn't really my job. Do you score many goals for Liverpool? Um, no, I don't. Maybe got twenty or something. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I played in. I played in midfield quite a lot as well at Liverpool. Um, in fact, as soon as you've asked, I, I played in all eight outfield positions apart from the front two for Liverpool um, in 350-odd games or something. Someone was asking me about this the other day. But, uh, wow. Um, how were yeah, you, you on the wings? Sorry, like, how, how often did you play on the left or right side of midfield? 
Um, I played my second, I think it's the third game when I when I left, when I joined, I played on the left side of midfield um, at home again. I can't remember who I played at home against. Um, I played quite a few times and then uh, I had a spell playing on the right, um, which sort of ended when I came up against Stuart Pierce. in all honesty. All right. um, but I played loads with, uh, with, with Graham, with Graham Sunes. And I and I generally got thrown into midfield when he when he wasn't available and he wasn't playing and he put me away a bit in a nice way on a on a, was it TV three I think because he's he was speaking about you know his career and all that and he said I used to wait to tackle people because I wanted to really feel like the tackle and uh, and, and I think he, I think he gave Ronnie a bit of stick didn't he Ronnie Whelan we were laughing about it but um, yeah what a player he was soonest. Yeah, five three on the six for somebody who can't remember yesterday. Lara's got a pretty clear recollection of a goal he's got forty two years ago. Says Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, look, I look every day. I look at the programs every day, John. Not. <laughs> yeah, well, I do. Good. I do because I've no life. Uh, out of, <laughs> uh, out of too the deep, JD. It's too deep. Out of the title though. race. Uh, don't make me laugh. We'll click into gear soon. Says David and Kevin. I'd say is a Liverpool fan. Hi lads, Klopp is doing what signings what Klopp does. If he can't get what he wants, he doesn't buy anybody at all. He played a right side of midfield or left back. P.S. I'd say Bellingham is nailed on for next summer, says Keith in Dublin. There are sort of moments as well. If, like if Salah gets that goal at the end. Um, no, that's a narrative. Narrative. Yeah, yeah, now, all of a sudden it's not so bad. They, they signed they, Luis know. Diaz and he was great. I think mm. we would have been talking about their recruitment being very good. You know, it's on point. They sign for what they need. You know, Jota, you know, this is they, they target what they want. And so I, I, I'm not sure if I'm coming around to like recruitment being some major major issue now, maybe. But, Van, Van yeah. Dijk's an interesting one because uh, I, I, what do you make? from Laura I just I, I don't know is it I mean obviously the Man United goal was kind of well advertised but he, yeah. he just doesn't doesn't strike that fear maybe in players that he used to briefly no Laura. no I, I give you that but I, I, and I don't think I mean Gomez has been scatty hasn't he mm. playing alongside him which won't kind of help Van Dyke. Um and we've always said all along you could play anybody alongside Van Dyke, and it wouldn't make any difference because he's been brilliant and he has in the previous seasons but he's just he's just not quite there but it, him and a load of others are not quite there. And there's, you know, we think there are reasons, but we don't know exactly, but they'll come good. Um, I don't have any doubt about that. I still, I still think that they'll be the ones to finish first behind um, Manchester City. I don't think anyone else is going to do it. OK, got to take a break for news here on Football Saturday with Mark Lawrence and Dan McDonald, Johnny Ward. Half times in the Premier League, Brentford 2 leads 1. Chelsea nil, West Ham nil. Not great for Chelsea. Newcastle nil, Crystal Palace nil. It is not in Forest 2, Bournemouth nil. Tottenham 1, Fulham nil. And Wolves 1, Southampton nil. Half five star for Aston Villa against Manchester City. Earlier on, it was goalless between Everton and Liverpool in the Championship half times. Blackburn nil, Bristol City 1. It's Luton 1, Wigan nil. Millwall nil, Cardiff nil. Norwich 2, Coventry nil. Preston nil, Birmingham 1. Rotherham 1, Watford 1. And Swansea 1, QPR nil. All at the break. And in Scotland, Celtic thumped Rangers 4 nil in the Premiership earlier on. At the moment, at the break, it's Hibernian 1, Kilmarnock 0, Livingston 1, Hearts 0, Motherwell 0, Dundee United 0, Ross County 0, Aberdeen 0, and St Johnston 1, St Mirren 0. Off the Ball Saturday on News Talk is back after the news.
And you're welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you three to five this evening. This is Football Saturday. Remember, Football and Off the Ball brought to you by Sky. Watch every live Premier League game this season on Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports. You can text us 53106. Tweet us at Off the Ball. Listen on News Talk. Watch us as well on the digital and social channels for Periscope and Twitter at Off the Ball, YouTube, Facebook, and on the OTB Sports app. Joined on the line by Mark Lawrence, former Republic of Ireland and Liverpool defender, Dan McDonnell of the Irish Independent, and the broadcaster and journalist Johnny Ward. Dan, what a win! doesn't matter about possibly the performance on the night if you just needed to get the win we got the win against Finland for the women's team on Thursday night in Tala we're now into a kind of convoluted playoff system very difficult to understand but we'll find out if we uh, get through Slovakia on Tuesday which is now really a game about seedings not about the playoffs do we got a good chance of qualifying do you think is what's your oh god yeah about? I mean the, the playoff system is like let's not let's not go there yeah. like let's I mean no like life is too short but it, it is certainly uh, it's possible um, I mean it is a series of one-off playoff games. It's not sort of a two-legged playoff thing, and and yeah, like there's obviously a, a, a potential to skip one round of it and stuff. Yeah, I was at the game on Thursday. I actually wasn't in the press box. I was sort of out in the in, in the sort of the the regular seats, um, which was sort of a different experience because it's a very like, it was a record crowd, like the biggest crowd ever at a senior women's game. Um, very young crowd, very different feel, atmosphere. I hear some people. Oh, I was an amazing atmosphere. I don't really think it was. I think there's probably some lessons to be learned about maybe even ticketing. There was empty seats that there shouldn't have been, um, and I'd imagine I'd imagine maybe lessons will be learned from that going forward. Take all out of, all of that out of it. I was writing about that in the paper today. The sort of the the, the vibe around it. Um, but in terms of the, the football significance, I mean, they've put themselves in a in a great position. And I actually thought, yeah, they didn't play particularly well. The performance wasn't great. But um, probably speaking from the perspective of you know being in the crowd as well, there wasn't that. You know, people weren't on edge in the second half. You know, I actually thought they managed it reasonably well. Were they know? tense at the start? They were. The first, the half, first mm. half wasn't good. Finland had a lot of the ball, um, and I, I would I wouldn't describe that Irish team as, as sort of an attacking team. Like they've got good results away from home. They're probably a team. One of those teams is actually quite suited to play away from home. How they set up, like they play with sort of three defenders, and like they're, you know, it's a, sort of a back five at times. You know, and and maybe like that sort of front foot thing at home you know they have this like you know Heather Payne is often a lone striker at times like really strong runner you know selfless like you know but but almost a team that's like completely set up to be a better side away from home than at home and that's a factor but I don't know I, I just thought they actually defended pretty competently like they weren't sort of um, Courtney Brosnan the goalkeeper who's had her suppose, struggles in high profile games at the past like her main job really was to be alert and to sweep quite well when Finland tried to knock the ball over the top did that quite well so I don't know I mean they didn't play especially well but they they sort of did what you have to do and they, they sort of look like a, a cup tie style team in some right. respects that they've they've produced some big results in these one-off games um, and the playoff is, is going to be without pretending to be an expert about the sort of potential opponents they may face because there's obviously all sorts of variables you can see by looking at the team that it's going to be tight like they're not going to blow someone away like you know and I think they're going to be they're, they're going to be I don't think they're going to be sort of blown away by another team either because of the qualities that they have so it's going to be nervy it's going to be tense I think it's an open draw so they could end up playing a home or away. It's, I don't think that's determined by seeding. Um, but they've given themselves a real chance. Like they're quite an experienced side in, in parts. They've got like Katie McCabe, Denise O'Sullivan, two exceptional players. Um, and 
they put themselves in the discussion. I mean, that was obviously the regret the last time they blew it against Ukraine and, and and had to sit and watch that Euros in the summer, which they possibly should have been a part of. There was definitely weaker teams than them in it. So, um, need a bit of luck now, but they've made their own luck by, by sort of knocking out Finland to get there. Laura, you live in England. You must have seen how electrified England was by winning that Euros and what it did for the, uh, the women's game in, in England. To be honest with you, John, I didn't because I spent the summer in Mallorca. But obviously, That's the most Laro answer I think I've ever heard in the show, to be honest. Well, uh, it's true. Yeah. It's true, yeah. but you, you could obviously tell that it, 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 it was a massive, massive thing. Um, and I think there's no, there's no doubt about it. Since the, in terms of the women's game in England, since the influx of foreign talent and the money, it's made a, made a massive difference. You know, full-time training, proper coaching, um, obviously, learning off of top players uh, has been great, and it'd be interesting to see how England go on now, um, kick on from there as well. So they, they, they did brilliantly. I, mean, I think the whole country was going nuts, but it, it wasn't where I was. Johnny, what have you brought in? All well, memories, really, memories, anecdotes, and um, you know, whether it's husks of the past or whatever. You bring that um, every week, but you've actually got yeah. some evidence this um, time. <laughs> <laughs> this is, if you're listening on the radio, this is the slot for you because it's a, it's a visual slot. These are like... <laughs> you're going to have to be very descriptive then, Two Johnny. match programmes, two old magazines, and I'll just start with... Uh, I, was, I was at home during the week just seeing my folks and... Uh, In Galif. Thankfully, my mother has, like, I think I must have had two or three different bedrooms, even though we had a relatively small house when I was younger. It's like, a, it's kind of an Irish thing. You have kids and, and they kind of move around and they share rooms and whatever. Um, but my mother has kept some of these. This was, I think this was my first Ireland game. Ireland v Croatia in 98. I was at that game. Were you at that game? For FM 104. I don't want that 2-0. 2-0. Yeah, Roy uh, Keane, I think, scored. Roy Keane and... Hmm. So I, I can't remember. I can't remember that much about it. But Croatia had been playing in in '98 in the. Uh, so they were they were they were, they were third they were in the semi-finalists. Semi-finalists. So it was a big big kind of scalp at that time. And I I was looking at the I mean the squad list uh, of the Croatian players: Davar Suker, Alan, Dennis Irwin, penalty, and Roy King. Um, Zvonimir Boban and um, just just kind of lovely to look back and I was trying to remember who I was at the game with but there's Mick McCarthy modelling for pennies in the end and uh, that was an interesting time because Ireland, so Ireland basically I remember were fairly comfortable winners against uh, Croatia who were obviously third in the world and serious serious players at that time um, this this was around the, a few years earlier where I where I was uh, the LFC official magazine as I called it and I was a big John Scales fan I remember when he signed uh, for Liverpool Pool. I thought he was the best thing ever and there is uh, Razor Ruddock on the front and Roy Evans at that time JD was trying to challenge the kind of Man United dominance and got quite close and um, as you can see at the back it's a free GEA stickers from uh, Kellogg's Cornflakes pack that's fantastic um, and one of the best jerseys of all time on the back I think oh, Liverpool the fans will remember the green and white the, one, the green and white yeah. uh, Jamie Redknapp um, there's so much in this um, like how often did that come out? I think it was I think it was like every day. Yeah, <laughs> this was volume one, issue two. So it was obviously a new thing. You can imagine me as a Liverpool fan when I found this. I was like, I think it was like every maybe four times a year or something like that. Um, and there were some uh, some interesting memories of going out in the cup against bad teams and all that. Just two others here. Um, this is from February 1998, the Irish Soccer Magazine. So when I got into the League of Ireland in '97, I started possibly because. Uh, a website Dan had. We'll talk about that another day. But I, I got into League of Ireland, and th this is interesting because there's Desi Baker on the front, but the headline FAI to fight Wimbledon 
all the way and a lot of us remember that time when the Dublin was, Dons Dublin I've Dons I've stacks so of those close. magazines at home actually the Irish soccer magazine because there was a is that, uh, is that still going it's no gone, no it? so it was I mean like it, it sort of does what it, say, it says in the tin like it's an Irish soccer magazine that was primarily League of Ireland content but then there was like the late Bob Hennessy would have um, would have been a journalist who would have sort of filed a lot of say Irish lads in the UK you know would have spoken to a lot of them um, you know a little bits and bobs about someone at Fulham or someone at Darlington or someone or whatever um, yeah I did loads of stuff for them boys but for Bob I was just thinking wow. Bob Bob was a sort of a character he used to have everyone's number I was told it's before my yeah. time but I've heard the, the legend of Bob he was very you know he was embedded wasn't he Laurel from what yeah. I hear yeah. softly spoken players loved him because he, ne- he never ever turned anybody over which is always a bonus but no he's a lovely lovely man it, yeah. it, it's it's funny as well just going in there's well, a, that come out now that our soccer magazine it was monthly and there, there are all these like there, you have all these different anecdotes so this is one from um, September 97 so I'd gone to my first game uh, in March and being the enterprising young kid I was I organised a bus from um, Newbridge and County Galway to go up and watch this little tournament um, the Dublin tournament which had PSV Eindhoven Celtic Newcastle and Derry City um, um, so that was Derry steals the show with uh, Alan Shearer there and just if it's interesting if you look at the, the other page it's Richmond Parks um, new 2,000 uh, 2,500 Caesar stand is ready for the new st- season and will be the next development at Richmond Park this is like 1997 and it hasn't changed much since then um, and this is the last one then I have JD obviously Roy Keane on the front as well which would have been a big feature um, and the last one I have is the match programme of my first game and this does genuinely mean an awful lot to me because um, wow. it kind of got me into journalism got me into the League of it's Ireland It's in mint condition as well Johnny It's in mint condition um, Don't lose it Probably because it's actually not mine it was given to me by somebody else <laughs> who actually edited the programme at the time and said is there any chance you have that programme and thankfully he did I'm not sure what happened to mine um, and I subsequently found an article I wrote in the match programme when I was 15 in which I was saying the League of Ireland has to develop its own players and you can't be sending them all to England and I was actually writing so you write the same thing 25 years later I was writing at a reasonable standard though. I was like was there are two ways of looking at this I, I could write as a 15 year old or I'm no better whatsoever for 24 years later and it's probably more the latter you brought in a couple as well Jay. I kind of wish now given the Irish soccer magazine I thought like I got the programme from the Holland game because it was on 98 FM at the time and the late mm. Johnny Lyons was at the game he gave me the programme after the programme was of exceptional quality in terms of the articles in terms of what was in the mm. programme Roy Keane was on the front cover which was interesting given the game he had I, I, I brought in my first Three games I went to for Spurs. So my first ever game, which is the second of April, nineteen eighty-eight, uh, Easter, Tottenham against Portsmouth. Steve Hodge on the front Steve cover, Hodge, who say. sold his um, Maradona jersey that he swapped to the eighty-six uh, World Cup quarterfinal for I think seven million quid in the last year. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Auctioned it. Yeah, auctioned it. Yeah. For like see, millions. Did you, did you see Maradona's sister tried to say it wasn't the original one, didn't she? I don't know that DNA but, uh, <laughs> could have been cross paternal DNA would have to come not, into not, the... not sure about any of that mm. yeah. not yeah. sure about any of that um, the, hand of God, the hand of God certainly wasn't involved um, so Tottenham Hotspur ADP happy Easter against ADP. Portsmouth did they win? they lost 1-0 pretty grim then against Liverpool uh, a year later 1989 I was just looking through the Liverpool team here Grabbelar, Ablett, Staunton, Nickel, Ronnie Whelan Gary Gillespie Peter Beersley John Aldridge Ray Houghton John Barnes Steve McMahon Alex Watson and David Burrows two subs even, yeah. even now today you can relate to those names and 1990 against Man United so United team Les Seedy with Viv Anderson Colin Gibson Mark Robbins Mike Phelan Gary Pallister Brian Robson Neil Webb Brian McClare Mark Hughes Danny Wallace Russell Beardsmore 
and Clayton Blackmore. That's probably the team that won the Cup. FA Cup, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, about yeah. a month later. Uh, Gascoigne and Lineker for Spurs. So they were the first three no Spurs Lee games. Martin were. Involved, the uh, no Lee Martin involved. No Lee Martin. Eddie Gormley was playing on the books of Spurs around then. I don't think he ever played, but he was definitely in the books. He would have been at Spurs around yeah, that yeah, time, yeah. Yeah, yeah the great, great Eddie talent. Gormley, yeah. Of, yeah. Obviously Pat's fame, but um, some of the memorabilia. Laro, I, I get the sense, I don't know if you, you even have your league medals. Do you have your cup medal, your yes. cup medal? Yeah, yeah, I've just and I've just recently moved house, John, and uh, it, it took me a while to remember where they were because obviously you, you bury them away somewhere just in case you get burgled or whatever. But um, and I, I was saying to myself, right, you know what, I need to get them engraved. But the the winners' medals for winning the old uh, football division one are tiny. You, you you can't get them engraved. But uh, yeah, so I spent a little bit of time looking at them. I've loads of the um, the Irish, the magazine thing with Bob Hennessy. I've got loads of those. I've got like some great stuff. One of my favourites would be. I mean, obviously I played in quite a few finals and all those kind of things. But I was a kid at Preston. I was, I think, just turned seventeen. We had a practice match, and uh, so Bobby Charlton was playing, obviously for the first team. And there's a, I've just got a picture with me and him, basically. I was, like, trying to get quite tight to him to, to obviously stop him playing. So that's up there with a few others. you gotta, you got to show us that, Laurel. Well, I can't at the moment, but yeah. Yeah, next week or whatever. Jer- jerseys, Laurel? Did you, like, swap any jerseys or keep any jerseys or swapped or anything like that? Yeah, I had, I had, a, I had a few jerseys mounted. I've actually got... Um, <sighs> um, Kenny said to Kenny Dandy said to me one day because I've never played against him obviously for Ireland Scotland, and uh, he said he said I'll give you one of yours if you give me one of mine. Well, I think I got the better deal of that, didn't I? But uh, yeah, no, I've got most of my jerseys. Quite a few of them are mounted. I've got some fab pictures of um, obviously finals, etc. But I've got an absolutely brilliant picture of um, it was. Christmas party. It was Liverpool's Christmas party. Photograph taken by um, uh, Craig Johnson, who was a little bit of an amateur photographer and everything. We used to sell the photograph to the, uh, I think it was to the star or something, and obviously paid for the night out just about. But I've got this picture. I mean, it it would not be allowed now for different reasons because it was fancy dress. Okay. Just be be careful, Laro. Be careful with live radio. Well, I don't need to say anything. Yeah, I don't need to say anything because you can guess, obviously, what, you know, there was all sorts of different characters in there. But I think, in fact, I know there's only me and Craig Johnson have got that picture. Um, No, because I just, after he'd taken it, and it had been in the paper, and I just thought, you know what, what an absolutely fab picture because my, my big thing about it is the lads are so made up in different guises it's really really difficult to actually decipher, decipher who is who and the fact we'd had one or two sherbets as well didn't didn't help but yeah I've got it. and it's massive honestly it's massive and I, I have it I have it at home uh, and yeah. people who come round just go oh my god now I don't know if they're saying oh my god because it's so at the moment that it would be so so wrong on many different levels or oh my god you know that's bloody brilliant. Probably the first one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I love the, the fact that as well. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, Dan. On that team, this is the Liverpool Christmas party, which we can show, and it was John Scales' diary. He, Phil Bab, and Neil Ruddock. And the big thing at the time, Dan, was this three at the back is great. Like this is revolutionary. And now, after a few years, it's back again. I have to say, I mean, I, like, we've learned today that. You know, I, we we both like succession. I didn't realise you had a crippling John Scales addiction in your younger yeah. years. That you've like, you've actually you've, he never made a tackle. <laughs> yeah. 
I was probably yeah, I was probably kind of a, a, a nice, too nice of a defender as a 12-year-old or whatever at the time. But John Scales, actually, he, he was one of the guys then who came out after the whole Wimbledon thing and the experience. He found it very, very tough. So he was one of these Wimbledon kind of graduates who uh, think th- th- there was a Q&A with him in one of the magazines and they said, um, what, what, what was your initiation at, at Wimbledon, JD? And he said, you had to be able to kick the ball 100 yards or they wouldn't sign you. And I don't know if he was joking or not. <laughs> Genuinely, like that was Wimbledon at that time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the fact that you got the, the, you sold the photo to pay for the party. Like that is, there's a, there's a degree of like, on, there's an entrepreneurial spirit there in the in the players. It's like, people are going to be interested. Give them the photo and let's get it paid for. Yeah. You know, well, is it, yeah. It's just said, the other thing would be that every... Every month of the football season, ourselves and, and uh, Everton, um, we were sponsored by this brewery thing. Just any, You'd have like player of the week or whatever. And it was, I think you got a bottle of vodka or 12 bottles of vodka and everything. So when we, when we used to have our party at Christmas, um, we'd go to the guys who organised it from whatever brewery and said, look, can we swap all these bottles of vodka, whatever, for champagne? And they went, yeah, of course you can. So when you see some of the pictures, obviously we're all a little bit worse for the world. You'd be surprised to know. <laughs> uh, there you go. I mean, listen, there. the most bizarre text here at 53106. Craig Johnson was a photographer at the Irish Open, ran past me, three cameras hanging off him. This is one of her texts. Yeah. Really? Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, he's brilliant. You know, he's a great photographer. Absolutely brilliant. And I mean, listen, so he took the picture and was in it. So he had one of those... Okay, like a selfie before early. selfies existed. Well, yeah, but also... Oh, okay, right. Where line, yeah, where you line everybody up and then you... Ah, uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he, was, he was... Well, he was, you know, I told you about his, his eating, didn't I, before games? No. <laughs> uh, no. Well, so... So what? So we played three o'clock, so we'd have lunch at sort of 12 o'clock and... Uh, you couldn't have steak in those days. That was banned. But a few years earlier, you, you wouldn't. You, you, they say to you, "Yeah, let's have steak." But we used to have chicken and beans and all that kind of stuff. And Craig Johnson, I kid you not, turned up with a little Tupperware bowl, and he had um, rice and peas in it. And we used to absolutely slaughter him. And in many occasions, you know, you're coming into the 80th minute of the games and everything, he would be the only one still running. So, you know, the joke was on us, basically. Modern but no, but, but, mad. But, but, nobody, but nobody changed. Nobody changed the rice and peas. Um, <laughs> yeah, modern medicine. I, yeah. Until Wenger came in, I think, wasn't it? Uh, 53106, yeah. uh, Mark, modest Lawrence and pound for pound. Can't name a better Republic of Ireland player from a lifelong Chelsea fan. Nice text. Another VAR offside ruining the excitement of a goal by a small margin. The sooner they get rid of offside in the game, the football better. It's no longer relevant. Uh, don't know about that. Um, no. Hi, lads. What's your thoughts on Irish fans of Premier League clubs referring to their clubs as us and we, says Connor in Dublin? Dan, Johnny, what do you think of that? Yeah, I, can, I, can I just be a politician here and answer, answer the, the first uh, or the second texture there about the offside? There is, this, there is an interesting thing happening with offside at the moment where players are blatantly offside but can sort of then manoeuvre themselves onside. We saw that during the week in Man United-Leicester and we, Celtic have been doing it a bit as well. Um, as for the VAR, I mean, it was, it was the right decision, so in fairness, we, the, in terms of the we for... Just, just take, Johnny's answering all these texts. It, it, yeah. it does take the emotion out of it, though. Like for Connor oh, Cody, it was brilliant. And you 
you wonder like I don't remember moment. football being broken before VAR yeah I, I don't like VAR I, I mean I, I've said this before I, I did a poll on about on the League of Ireland fans nobody like maybe 15% want VAR in the League of Ireland nobody wants it and I like that if, I, I, I don't mind the referee getting the decision wrong the Everton joy in that goal today and then, then even, though, just, even though it yeah. was rightly pulled out for offside who cares really you know Dawson do we like you know it's I, it's more so people from Ireland referring to themselves as Manx or Skousers or referring to other people as Manx and Skousers or whatever. That wouldn't be for me now. Okay. I have to say. Us in the way. Yeah, sure. Listen, if that's how people feel, that's how they feel. Ivan Tony Hattrick, Brentford three leads one. West Ham have scored at Chelsea one nil. Here we go. Michael Antonio, what is going on at Chelsea, Mark? Um. Well. They just signed a Bamiang. Is he started? Do we know? No, he, he hasn't. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, that, so that, he will. He will improve them. I, I presume he'll improve them because he's got a fantastic relationship with Tuchel when he played for him, scored lots and lots of goals. But you know, thing is, John, you can't sign that many players and throw them all together and expect them to all of a sudden be brilliant. So that's that's going to take a little bit of time. What I do feel with them is is I thought you know defensively they were very very good the last sort of season season and a half. Um, the obviously signed players to play in there, so that they're all they're all getting used to the system, etc. And doesn't doesn't surprise me at the, all. Yeah, yeah. Like Fafana's making his debut today. They made a lot of changes yeah. to the team. Like they brought in Rhys James, Conor Gallagher, Matteo Kovacic, and Christian Pulisic from the um, Southampton defeat. So, but West Ham have got their act together. Your mate Moisey, uh, how is he getting on down there in West Ham? All good. I think he spent he spent zillions, didn't he? Yeah. Paqueta's um, a good signing because he's uh, in the Brazilian yeah. team on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he kind of, um, it was it was a, a good and clever move. We only sort of heard about it when it happened, which was the old way it used to be. So I can imagine Moisey would be like, he'd be like Daniel Craig, sort of not telling anybody anything. So yeah, no, they'll be, they'll be absolutely fine. I've told you before, I mean, that um, the two owners um, have given him virtually everything that he's wanted. And I think the fact that they bombed him out the first time he was there and got him back the second has just put him in um, a fantastic base, a uh, fantastic position in terms of buying and selling players. But they completely trust him. And I think eventually this this football club will be sold to the, the, the Czech guy who's already bought a lump of it, hasn't he? Okay. And, and I think what they've done, probably owners have done a little bit, is it's always a gamble if you're spending millions and millions and millions. But they're thinking, you know, we get there in the top six and they'll bail they'll bail out with, with millions themselves and they'll go and do whatever they want to do. I think that's the end game for them. Philip Billing and Dominic Solanke have scored for Bournemouth. It's now 2-2 away to Nottingham Forest. Newcastle nil, Crystal Palace nil, Chelsea nil, West Ham, as we just said. Brentford three, Leeds one, Spurs one, Fulham nil, Wolves one, Southampton nil. Uh, we'll talk after the break about John McRovers and Bohemians. Just on tomorrow, Mark, this is going to be a really interesting game. Man United versus Arsenal. Ten Hag obviously knows how to coach and he's... He stopped the bleeding, I suppose. Yeah. It's, well, you know, that's people will always say you've been in football a long time, you build from the back. So he, he started that. Um, I'm not too sure about the 85 million he's played for the for the, for the boy from, from Ajax. Uh, but he, he knows him, he'll know which buttons to press. Uh, he stopped the bleeding and it looks like they're on the road to recovery. But this will be their most difficult game of the season. So um, Arsenal have got a swagger about them. Which is which is good. Uh, the good to watch goals from all areas, as well. Seem to have tightened up defensively. It'll be the game of the weekend, but um, I won't mind betting it might be a draw. But you always say that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. R- well, obviously. R- 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 that means I don't know. 
Ronaldo staying, is that a, a negative? Just in terms of his um, mood, in terms of the dressing room? Well, do you know what, though? I think, I think Ten Hag is such a strong character. He comes over as a strong character. I think he'll, if, if he's a real um, a poor influence, I think he'll just chuck him and he'll have to, have to train, with it, train with the stiffs. He's not daft. He's, Ten Hag isn't bothered. Um, so it's up, it's up to Ronaldo to, to play the game, basically. And I think, I think he'll be all right. I think he'll come to terms with it and stuff. I don't suppose his Instagram he's gotten any more. He's probably losing millions as we speak now in terms of followers, etc. Not that I understand that thing from from one iota, but no, I think he's he'll just have to buckle down. Um, and the World Cup's coming up, isn't it? Did he ever do that big interview he was meant to do with Ronaldo? Do you remember? He was no, no, he was no. Gonna, well, Portugal are not in the World Cup. We'll all hear the we'll all hear the truth and. Oh, they're not. Sorry, sorry. Excuse my ignorance. Yeah, we'll all hear the truth well, and. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, and never did. Maybe if was if he was going to leave, that would have been the yeah. case. It's probably good for Ten Hag that he beat Liverpool, got Ronaldo on the pitch, but you know, do you know what I mean? Like he sort of in the sort of the power game, like he showed he can do it without. Yeah. Ronaldo needing yeah. to be the yeah. hero or yeah. something, you know, but yeah. yet was able to sort of use him as a squad player and sort of. I don't know. Just have the the roles, the power roles in the right place there, if you know what I mean. 53106, yeah. you want to get in touch? We'll be back after the break. Mark Lawrence and Dan McDonald and Johnny Ward on Football Saturday. Welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you through to five in the company of Mark Lawrence and former Republic of Ireland defender, Dan McDonald of the Irish Independent and the broadcaster and journalist, Johnny Ward. We brought you two competitions earlier on the show today. The first answer was for the horse racing Ireland competition, uh, which was Johnny Murta. So congratulations to Kevin Highland. You've won four Champions Bundles for the Longines Irish Champions Weekend at both Leopardstown next Saturday and the Curra next Sunday. In our Champions Travel Competition, the mystery voice was Gary Neville. And congratulations to Colin Foskin. You've won a 250-year-old Champions Travel voucher. You're in for the main draw as well. Dan, you were at Sean Crover's Bohemians last night. Busy week for both clubs for different reasons. Yeah, so uh, yeah, the first game, uh, what for eight years or almost eight years, where you know Bowes weren't managed by by Keith Long um, after his departure on Monday, sorry Tuesday after a defeat in Daily Mount on Monday, um, and yeah, like Derek Pender, sort of a long time club favourite, and, and Trevor Crowley, the assistant, sort of uh, took the reins. They're very good, and um, they they lost all the previous games with Shamrock Rovers this season. The first half was. Not great, to be honest. Um, even Johnny was sat next to me, so you can sort of verify this. It was sort of flat enough by Derby standards. Second half, Bowes played with a lot more energy, a bit more intensity. Uh, a few tackles flying in. Great goal by Liam Burt. And in fairness, uh, Shamrock Rovers, Stephen Bradley, after their performance was flat. Um, they'll never say it, um, but I think maybe in some ways, like, you know, they're, they're reasonably comfortable still at the top of the table. They start a European group stage campaign next Thursday you kind of wonder if just even subconsciously you lose some kind of edge or something from from the position of control that you're possibly in and they're about to head into a very exciting time in their lives and maybe just they couldn't they didn't hit their levels in, in this game but um, yeah great goal by Liam Burt um, still a lot of emotion at Bowes you know the, the Keith Long departure was I think quite emotional for people at the club because he was well liked there and, and had been there through such a transitional period in their history and Still, you know, Derek Mono Monaghan, who passed away recently, a uh, big club figure, Liam Burt, would have referenced him in the aftermath as well. So uh, it was nice. I think they needed they needed a celebration at Daily Mount because they've, they've had a tough time of it of late and um, they earned it, yeah. 
53106 John Duggan how little you know about soccer Portugal are in the World Cup yes I made a mistake that's possible that we can make mistakes uh, Laro I do need to apologise for you because uh, they did beat North Macedonia didn't they in that playoff it was yes. Italy who got done by North Italy. Macedonia yeah, yeah. yeah. Portugal so, uh, yeah, they kind the of Serbia game was in my head that was yeah. the one that gave, was in my head the last minute winner yeah. for Mitrovic so um, um, kind of Ronaldo's sort of swan song issues as a player you'd imagine uh, five three one zero six, great program, guys. Could listen to Mark Lawrence all day. Great to see he kept his medal and photographs as Jim. So, uh, is there a worry that like Rovers are losing players? Vandy Lyons is leaving. Danny Mandrew left. Uh, um, is there a worry, or is there is there a good I, replenishment there? Obviously, give give Dan his uh, take on this after. Like, I I don't I don't really see this as a concern. Um, and the players Rovers have lost. Andy Lyons will be a loss, but they have Justin Frugia to go in left wing back um, straight away. Neil, Neil Justin Frugia. They've Neil Frugia come in. Justin Fergie, obviously. Um, coming in to almost look like he could be Danny Mandroy's replacement before he goes inevitably as well. But Rovers have um, invested in, uh, Dan did a piece in this recently in The Dependent, they've invested in in young players, in putting them into school, ideally, um, keeping them in this country, obviously, with the new Brexit rules, graduating towards the first team. I would have liked to have seen some of those younger players last night. I thought Rovers lacked legs um, again, and I thought they were a bit flat. Um, but I think Stephen Bradley has his eye on, um, you know, has his eye on the European campaign, and it's going to be exciting to see um, Justin Neal and uh, the likes of Idemo Maku play, and Andy Lyons getting a move to Blackpool. Rovers have stuck it out a bit in terms of the money they wanted for him. I think it'll work out quite a good deal for them in the end. And Irish Football is in a far better place now, JD, where we had Seamus Coleman going over for two bags of tea not that long ago. Now we're able to say, no, he's not going, no, he's not going. We're going to hold on to him. We might get a million, a million and a half down the line. And um, it's it's an incentive for players to join Sharon Rovers if they see what Andy Lyons has done. And he's not even there that long. He's only there this season. They've turned him into a really good player. And uh, I, I've... I wouldn't be as negative on players coming and going. Um, a lot of them will end up coming back like Graham Burke as well and Eng- England is still massive. I wouldn't be that negative. I think Irish football is in is, is in an improving place. Yeah, look, I think they, they ha- like he's not gone for 30 grand. Like it's, I think it's around 300 grand sterling. So what's about 350 grand euro for a player they signed eight months ago? Um, and I think people there will be realistic. Like, I mean, we spoke about earlier with Scotland. Like, you know, everyone knows their place in the food chain relative to England to some degree. And if you know, Blackpool are in the Championship as well. Um, so, and they're what to think they've offered Andy Lyons a sort of a three, three and a half year deal. So, I don't think Rovers are going to stand in the way of something like that once they get a reasonable fee. And in fact, I think they would point to the, the money that they've made on transfer fees in the last couple of years. Not just I see a Spurs have scored there, but a Bazunu, but also Liam Scale and other players as well too you know there's stuff about the Rovers accounts during the week Johnny's right I, I, I did a piece on their academy you know the club was sort of losing money it's now turning the tide somewhat this European campaign is going to help and part of that is player sales and like the, as Johnny says like they will probably use Danny Lyons example to go and to go to other players at other clubs and say well, look what we did for him you know he came here last winter his reputation was mixed and now we've managed to get him a move to a championship club you come and sign for us uh, well, I think he'd had a bad end to the season at Bowes uh. I think he had a bad end to the season at Bowes um, like, I've always been a fan of Andy Lyons but he, he didn't have his best form in the last couple of months of last season um, but now like you know he's he's got a you know he's thriving now I mean put it like this there wasn't there was some interest from the UK last winter but I think compensation would have made people balk and now Blackpool are paying 300 grand for him so um, more of a wing back than a 
defensively. Yeah, and they've switched him to a left wing back left as well. Which, yeah, yeah. yeah well, you th- Johnny talks about Ferugia, but th- I mean, Will Ferugia ended up playing there for them. Um, they play him on the they right. Like the inverted, they, yeah. they like the inverted. They like this whole thing of the inverted wing backs would be a, a thing that some people would like. You play like Dan a, had a piece left footer on the right and, and a, a and fullback right row was let go to UCD going to Italy. Like so, they they have like they've uh, they've access to a lot of players um, coming through, and uh, there just seems to be a little like. I, I don't know what like Dan broke that story but th- th- there is a, a mad movement of players to countries that aren't the UK this year that some of them are totally left field There's seven Irish players in Italy now that yeah. is mad like yeah. that is absolutely mad I don't mad. know from, from a situation where you know okay Robbie Keane Liam Brady you can you can maybe pick one or two other examples that I'm probably forgetting um, but now in the last what 18 months you've got seven going there yeah uh, Spurs have got a second goal Harry Kane against Fulham 2-0 now Chelsea have equalised one all against West Ham Ben Chilwell on the mark for Chelsea so it is Brentford 3 leads 1 Brentford going great guns Chelsea 1 West Ham 1 Newcastle 0 Crystal Palace 0 Nottingham Forest 2 Bournemouth 2 Tottenham 2 Fulham 0 Wolves 1 Southampton 0 and Everton and Liverpool finished goalless earlier on Aston Villa play Manchester City at half past 5 Laro Stevie G is he in trouble? Um yeah, uh, not not massively, and I, the the reason I say that is because the chief exec is Christian Perslow, who would have been at uh, Liverpool when when Stephen was there, and I think he's backed most of his signings. You don't, I think they're owned by two American guys, and you don't seem to hear much of them at all. It's so it seems that Christian Perslow is, is left to run the uh, the show in in the Midlands, and obviously he keeps losing games, and then it's good, it's going to be curtains for him, but. Um, just look, I just look at Villa and just they've no identity in terms of defensively they keep swapping and changing so that would only tell you one thing is they're just not good enough the boy they signed I can't remember his name he's almost out for ages isn't he which hasn't helped them but um, and they've tried to play two up front but he's probably going to have to be a little bit more you know Let's make sure defensively we're tight before we even think about doing anything else up the top of the pitch. There was a good piece in the currency today about this. Diego Carlos, I think you're meant. You yeah, that's him. Yeah. Leon Fanning had a piece about Gerard today. Like I, I, I was definitely one of these people who looked at Gerard as a player and obviously an unbelievable player. But in terms of like his personality and sort of charisma off the pitch, like he would never have struck you as a guy who was definitely going to become a good manager. And I guess the the you know I wouldn't played out what he achieved in Scotland. I don't really follow Scottish football. He obviously did well there, but he probably got... You. I was thinking of this the other night, JD. It's not that long ago Gerrard was being appointed as Jurgen Klopp's you know, successor almost. Which, again, like, there are so many stupid people out there who think, oh, he's a good player and he's a Liverpool legend making the manager. I mean, there's... There, <laughs> there are literally a million people, like two-thirds of managers, give or take, they don't get but, past but their a first lot, job. A lot of that has got to do, surely, with the fact that these were hugely influential players in the game for 15 years and but like Lampard, Gerrard and you know there's relationships they have with the press yeah, they got on with journalists this is, this uh, is, yeah but this is virtually no relevance there whatsoever. are three managers in the Premier League you'd have to argue that are better than Lampard from an English perspective uh, Steve Cooper Graham Potter and Eddie, Eddie Howe. Howe yeah but in, fa- in fairness to Lampard it is early days he didn't do a bad Lamp- job Lampard you'd have to wait and see yeah didn't, didn't do a bad job at Derby Chelsea was still like he didn't get all that long and whatever it's early days but with Gerrard like the fact that he was linked with the Liverpool job on the basis of sort of winning what he'd won with, with Rangers now looks a bit mad when if he loses the Villa job which looks like he probably will where does he go from there and the thought from becoming Liverpool man 
manager, which was actually like quite uh, an obvious thing to some people not that long ago, would become absolutely ridiculous. But I suppose the point Dion was making, and this was evident again, like Villa, Villa were really like in the game the other night, but they conceded straight away after going one all against Arsenal. And what would worry me is Gerrard... He, he seems to be honest to a fault in the sense that he's kind of blaming the players afterwards and that's kind of the road to nowhere. I mean, you, players will just stop stop believing in you um, and will probably s- start slightly losing faith and maybe down in tools a bit but they're not a very good side JD. When they beat Everton I thought they were poor even though they won the game. They obviously haven't done much else and he's definitely in big, big trouble I think. Uh, Douglas. But he's lost, didn't he? sorry John, didn't he? he lost his coach. Michael Beale yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's obviously impacted him greatly. I would suggest looking at results. And that's like that's, he did a that's decent so job massive. at Rangers. Like he actually did. Yeah, do a you know he job did. And like it's every everything is about like it's like everything is about the manager. But the, the, like we, we spoke about Taylor and Clough, but the, the coaches and your assistant manager is massively important. And if Gerard Gerard has admitted, like, and I think Lampard as well, he's not. They don't. They can't do everything. And it, yeah. it's not all about that personality. And you you obviously got to get that right. But I'm just not sure if Gerard has the charisma to kind of get Phil out of the problems that they're in. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Douglas Louise, the only uh, new player in from the defeat at Arsenal, so he comes in for Emmy Bundia. He was going to leave the club, but he's staying at Villa. Uh, we also have yeah, Jan Bednarek, who was signed on loan from Southampton, is on the bench. Uh, Leander Dendonker is not in the squad. He also came from Wolves for City. Kevin De Bruyne is in for Julian Alvarez. The only change from the team that thumped Nottingham Forest by six goals to nil. Jack Grealish back to his old club as sub after missing three games because of injury. Wow, so. hundred million pounds. Yeah, amazing, isn't it? <sighs> Yeah, I still hopefully it comes good for him, but you have to worry. Well, yeah, he's not done it. He's not. He's not done it, has he? Absolutely, totally, just not done it whatsoever. And I know he said before that uh, Pep likes him because he can slow the game down. Well, he'd like him better if he's like creating chances and scoring goals. I wouldn't mind betting. Richarlison's just hit the post for Spurs. I think the worry for Grealish, he's not regularly in the team. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, even when he's in the first couple of games, he he wasn't in the team for the for the full match. Or he was on the bench. Or he came on, or he, he was on the bench, and where he started, and he came off after after half time. But he, I don't think he's one of those. He's not the the he's not in the two or three behind Haaland automatically. I think you know Foden would be well, ahead of him. Don't you think Johnny needs to be the main man because after being the main man at Aston Villa, only one main man in Man City, and that's Pep Guardiola, and that's the problem for Grealish. Yeah, well, the second one's De Bruyne, but yeah, I would totally agree with you. Alan's not bad either. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah. Oh, you're, you're number three, Erling. Yeah, you're just, yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, what a goal, what a goal. We have a game, JD. Fulham have scored an absolute this cracker. This man just Mitrovic. cannot stop scoring. You could see that before he's even scored. This is unbelievable. Mitrovic, who nearly scored earlier, and as, I mean, as we're making the point for pre-season, is he going to score Premier League level? Is he? Hell, he's just like banging them in. And here we, this has been a, the bits I've seen, has been a great game as well, end-to-end. Mm. The, the, only thing, yeah. the only thing I would say about Mitrovic is Pookie. And? Well, P- Pookie, you know, in his, in his couple of times in the, uh, in the Premier League, scored very, very early on, mm. early on. Looked like he was going to score every single week and it just completely dried up. That would be me only worry about Mitrovic. Yeah, like he scored. I'm just going through this. Six. Just his international form has been now. so high class as well over the it's last. It's almost like he's hit another gear, though. I find you know, Mitrovic does look like it. Yeah, um, mm. over 100 goals now for Fulham. He's off again now. All right, chaps. Do you think he'll score 15 goals this season? Yeah, I do actually now. Yeah, 
I do. I'll, I'd, All right. Well, I'll, we'll have a little bet off yeah, there. I'll take okay. a sport and now. What are you saying? We'll just go. Yeah. Mitrovic to score one of those jer- one of those jerseys, Lara. How many is Haaland going to get? We're going to do. It's going to be a bottle Lee of vodka. Listen. We're going to turn it into a bottle of champagne yeah. then for a couple of Lara's <laughs> connections. Cool. <laughs> uh, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, Brentford four leads to Brentford have scored again. Uh, in London so uh, that's an interesting scoreline uh, Tottenham 2 Fulham 1 now Wolves 1 Southampton 0 uh, Nottingham Forest 2 Bournemouth 2 Newcastle 0 Crystal Palace 0 Chelsea 1 West Ham 1 these games approaching full time in the Premier League that fourth goal for Brentford uh, is coming through in a moment we'll let you know when it refreshes um, Ivan, Ivan Tony's got a hat trick John hasn't yeah, he has yeah he got the first three goals Laro at, uh, in London 5-3-1-6 oh. Hopefully Rovers are going to approach the group stages. This is of the uh, Conference League with real ambition and plenty of self-belief and make it their firm goal to get out of the group and to progress to the next stage of the conference rather than simply offering themselves up as group with big boys. I don't think, yeah. I think What I find interesting is that Rovers have, even in some of the games they've played in recent weeks, and I've been thinking about this, like they've played a little bit more direct and a little bit more on the counter at times. I kind of wonder, are they just sort of preparing themselves in a way? Not preparing themselves, but... Like their team dominates the ball a lot in their games at home but naturally they're going to go into some of these European games and be off the ball a lot and off the mid- ball yeah they're, as we say yeah. <laughs> and they, they, Saturday they, stuff. they need to uh, they, they need to sort of adjust to that I don't know like the the, the the game next Thursday it's Jura Gardner like one of the top teams in Sweden they're at home it's probably one of the games on paper they have the best chance to get points but I think you have to be smart too and, and know know when to play so um have yeah, they made much point. money so far? They've yeah, made they've, they've made three point six million euros so far, Laurel. Brilliant. So, um, yeah, like it's it's a lot, and and they can they can potentially. I think it's half a million for a game you win, and I think one hundred sixty six yeah. grand for a draw. But also, you, you know, full houses for the games as well too. So now, I mean, the the money that conference league. The thing about it is, is like it, there's very little prize money difference between that and the Europa League, and it's obviously a bit of a political thing from UEFA to say. We're not letting you countries really into the Champions League anymore, Ooh. but we're going to get you a lot of money through this avenue, and that's effectively what's happening. Yeah. Richard has got booked there, and he's given a lot of dissent to the referees. Be careful, he doesn't get sent off here. Spurs two, Fulham one. Kai Havertz has scored for Chelsea. Two one, they lead West Ham. Big one. They've come from behind in that London derby. Two two. This is subject to VAR now, but it's just coming through on the screen. West Ham have equalised at Stamford Bridge. Andy, our producer, is a Chelsea fan. He's through the depths of. Uh, joy and, and agony there. Spoke the, to him. He was at the Liverpool game during the week. Said, "Yeah, that happened for his grace. So it wasn't it wasn't a great night out afterwards. But I guess that's what you get in Liverpool." Maxwell Cornet, two two, Chelsea West Ham. That's nuts. Bournemouth have scored. Bournemouth have, Bournemouth have scored from two nil down. Bournemouth have scored a third. Now, just as I said, these are just coming up live in the screen, subject to VAR. But Jaden Anthony has scored the third goal at the City Ground. That's a huge score for oh, Bournemouth. Forest. Oh, yeah. All these new lads. I mean, I, I, I think Forrest spent more money than the Bundesliga, Serie A, and the Liga all combined. <laughs> how could you possibly want them to succeed? Like, you know, no, no it actually just it does show how dysfunctional European football is that there's just such a net spend in one country. Just on Brian and Boomer, by the way, for the fourth goal for Brentford. Yeah, like the, uh, destroying all those Forest anecdotes about winning the European Cup, little old Forest. Now, little old Forest are spending, spending more, more money than, than, put together. than, than entire leagues put together. Yeah, the one, yeah. one last yeah, thing subject to VAR, the West Ham score. 2-2 against Chelsea subject to VAR now 
One last thing I would, would say on on Rovers, uh, JD, is that I would like them uh, during this campaign to bring in these young players, give them game time and give them a bit of pace up front. Uh, even Gideon Tete, the young lad coming in, has done very well in the little cameos he's had. Um, Farajai, Amaku and Faruja, uh, I'd like to see them play. I think they need legs at times, but with Jack Byrne hitting form, uh, I think... You know, Dan had a tweet about it during the week. I think Virgin Media has put them behind Man United in terms of the pecking order. But if you're Irish, I suggest, if you're not a Man United fan, how about watching the team in green and white that isn't Celtic but Shamrock Rovers? Because I think they'll be good to watch. 5 3 on a 6 lads yards. Best coach says left to manage QPR. That's the main reason for the drop in form. He was the brains behind the operation at Villa and Rangers, says Mike in Mayo. Uh, hi, guys. I had the pleasure of seeing Laro for the Euro 88 qualifiers. Could you ask him about missing Spain 82, especially when Northern Ireland did well with inferior players, says Richie Doyle? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Laro, you're, you're breaking my heart today. Uh, hi, guys. Had the pleasure of seeing Laro for the Euro 88 qualifiers. Could you ask him about missing Spain in 82, especially when Northern Ireland did well with inferior players, says Richie? Yeah, what's he trying to say? I missed that. I don't get it. Uh, what was it like watching that Northern Irish oh, team at sorry. the World Cup, right. the World oh. Cup when, when Ireland possibly could have been there? Uh, ah, Goal chalked off Chelsea 2 West Ham 1 Oh thank God for that Are we ever going to get what was it? I don't know Do you have any feelings uh, on that or did, did you just move past those missing out on the tournaments pretty quickly because you were sort of playing for Liverpool so was it yeah. different It just yeah. meant you got a longer break so we got more more time in Marbella for whatever and your love affair well, anybody who was in Belgium in 1981 now wouldn't be too pleased hearing that Lara to be honest um, ok I apologise <laughs> Jan Kuhlemans wasn't it um, so yeah. yeah it's Chelsea 2 West Ham 1 now Brentford 4 leads to uh, Newcastle nil, Crystal Palace nil, Nottingham Forest 2 Bournemouth 3 Tottenham 2 Fulham 1 and Wolves 1 Southampton nil. Wolves on the verge of winning uh, that game in the when period. was the last time Newcastle won John yeah, oh won they beat win, Nottingham yeah. Forest didn't they a few weeks ago I think that's the only victory they've, they've had they won win yeah um, it is, isn't it? Uh, yeah. But they've been playing probably better than the results have suggested. They played poorly away to Brighton, but they were good the other night. Mm. Yeah, they were. They were. But I love the fact Eddie Howe was complaining that obviously no, no British teams would sell the players to Newcastle. Well, good luck with that one. Yeah, I, I, I was just going to say he's complaining teams have put their prices up. It's, I mean, it's almost as though you're being linked with a country with limitless amounts of well, money. Look people look for more money from you, I imagine. We only, you only, imagine, we you only know? sell meat to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> uh, the away jerseys were um, obviously very uh, instru- in, you know, mm. illustrative of, of where they're coming from. Yeah. Niall has been in touch. Ange Postagogli, what an appointment Celtic have made. He's assembled oh. a squad for penis compared to the Premier League clubs and Celtic would beat half the teams in the league would definitely beat Man United. You can spend a billion in 10 years. Uh, Richardson. This is merited. It's, it was a lovely move. The players queuing up um, this battle for the top four is going to be compelling I think so Spurs 3 Fulham 1 he has been sensational I think since he's joined and, and he hasn't been even in the team started for the first time today Richarlison the Brazilian 3-1 against Fulham in the Premier League uh, we had the, the game wasn't even on TV last night was it Shamrock Rovers and Bohemians no that's no. because they've knocked uh, they've started to knock the Connacht Street side so the gantry has gone as part of the refurbishment so instead or, they were an Oriel pitch or that every text I got was about god that pitch that pitch like it looked like a Nastro pitch that was uh, I don't know I mean, it, it looks like what it is yeah. uh, RT did want to cover Bowes Rovers but they can't at the moment because of the, the works that Daily meant so that's basically in fairness that is the reason for Charlton's goal has been checked by VAR and Brentford have got a fifth Juan Wissa has scored against wow. Leeds 5-2 they're leading Leeds uh, when Brentford are hot they're hot what, aren't uh, they like you know sorry Laura. I tell you what, the, the lad they bought from Hull is going to be some player 
Brentford. Brentford, yeah. Who is that now? Double barrel name. I think, uh, yeah, Keen Lewis Potter, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been. I would kept getting told about six months ago about him that they were all they were all looking at him. I think Brentford pushed the boat out to take him. He knows what he's doing, um, Thomas Frank. He's good at changing tactics and games, and they play entertaining mm. football. Like the and they got a, yeah. a lot well, of they're, also, they're extremely well run, aren't they? They yeah. really seem to do the homework about players that they, that they buy in. Yeah, um, they don't. They don't buy many duffs, many duffers. Certainly, do they? Yeah, the agony goes on here. It's still two one. If they had the oh, it's been ruled out. Richarlison's uh, goal. This is the the pain of AOR. Two one now to Fulham. Five minutes of stoppage time. We're in the ninety second minute of the moment. Shane Duffy, you don't think it's got on? He got booked as well for taking his jersey off for Charlton. I mean, the ultimate pain of getting booked for a goal is this allowed because you took your top off. I mean, I mean, imagine if that booking cost him later in the season. Yeah, I can't imagine Laro did that. The the eighties, to be honest. Um, In the Championship, Blackburn two, Bristol City three as a result. one Wigan two latest score Millwall two Cardiff nil latest Norwich three Coventry nil is a result uh, Preston nil Birmingham one Rotherham one Watford one these are latest scores and it's just finished Swansea one QPR nil in Scotland it was a brilliant result for Celtic earlier on four nil win over Rangers it has finished Hibernian one Kilmarnock nil Livingston one Hearts nil Motherwell nil Dundee United nil Ross County they're all results by the way as is St Johnston three St Mirren nil it is latest score Ross County nil Aberdeen one and going back to the Premier League as I just said Brentford 5 leads 2 Chelsea 2 uh, West Ham 1 Newcastle nil, Crystal Palace nil, Nottingham Forest 2 Bournemouth 3 and Spurs 2 Fulham 1 Irish lads in, in England today a lot of the players seem to be getting regular game time down I see Josh Cullen played last night yeah like I mean there's, there's been maybe a shortage of like absolute headline stories today you know I mean I mean, this was Nathan Collins is, is playing for a Wolves team that's kept a clean sheet yeah, um, yeah. Amoba Bedele um, again involved for a Norwich team that's kept a clean sheet so you're really looking defensively um, it's not a million miles away from the squad being named um, and likes of Duffy Coleman probably like to see Matt Doherty play a bit wouldn't you oh, I mean, hasn't, hasn't featured at all for no, Spurs this season no, I know when the, it might be a situation that when those games come around Conte is very happy for him to actually go and get well, some Spurs play nine football. games in October surely he'll get some He's game time start down. Playing, and yeah, maybe absolutely. those Ireland games could be a nice chance for him to get some minutes under his belt when that time comes But Dan and I can ask uh, Stephen Kenny about this shameless plug for our live show tomorrow night if, uh, if that's best all right. of luck with it lads Thanks, uh, we're in lost lane getting lost I'll ask him in here will you on Saturday uh, uh, Kinney yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, Luton 2 Wigan 2 Luton have scored a late goal and it's finished uh, Newcastle nil, Crystal Palace nil. still in injury time in the Spurs game 2-1 up against Fulham Nottingham Forest 2 Bournemouth 3 and it's finished Bournemouth have won at Nottingham Forest Laura thanks so much Mind thank yourself. you take care you, thank you. cheers nice, Dan and Johnny thanks so much for this afternoon as we uh, wrap up today's show just let you know about tomorrow's show we've got two live and exclusive Premier League commentary games to bring you and uh, the first one is between Brighton and Leicester. So Stephen Doyle and Graham Gartland bringing the call on that one. Um, that kicks off at two. And then Nathan Murphy and Kenny Cunningham describing the showdown between Man United and Arsenal kicking off at half four. So don't forget, off the ball on News Talk tomorrow between one and seven. That all in the FM. Uh, also the Sunday pay-per-view across the OTB digital and social channels with Brendan O'Brien and Mick O'Keefe from half eleven. So be sure to join us tomorrow for some great commentaries and conversation. If you missed any of the Saturday panel, Horse Racing Ireland Roadshow, previewing Irish Champions Weekend, Longines Champions weekend with Rob Carney, Johnny Marsha, Jar Lyons and David Jennings or any of OTV Football Saturday with Dan McDonnell, Johnny Ward and Laro. You can find a podcast or our content wherever you get your pods or on the OTB Sports app. Spurs 2 full of one, just about to approach full time. Thanks for so much listening to us on your radio here on News Talk today. We'll speak tomorrow at one. Bye bye.